Securing Medical Devices, a special report coming up in the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. We're devoting today's ISMG Security Report on the cyber threat posed by medical devices and what the U.S. federal government, healthcare providers, and device manufacturers are or should be doing to minimize the risk. It's a big problem. The number of connected medical devices is mind-boggling. One major hospital reports that it uses 72,000 devices from 1,400 manufacturers. What you'll hear in today's report are excerpts from a panel discussion held at the recent ISMG Healthcare Security Summit in New York. Healthcare Info Security Executive Editor Marianne Kolbasak-McGee moderated the discussion, and she joins me. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Eric. What were the main takeaways from the panel? The panel's title was Medical Devices Treat Them Like Untrusted End-User Devices, and indeed, many devices in use cannot be trusted. The problem is that there are literally thousands of makers of medical devices, and especially newer, smaller manufacturers that don't take into account security. Do federal regulators require manufacturers to sell secure devices? It's my understanding there's been a bit of confusion in the marketplace whether the U.S. Food and Drug Administration requires vendors to secure medical devices they manufacture. What's behind the confusion? The FDA regulation includes guidance on securing devices. Still, the FDA's Suzanne Schwartz says security is mandated. A physician, Schwartz has a lengthy title at the federal agency, Associate Director for Science and Strategic Partnerships at the FDA Center for Devices and Radiological Health. And in her presentation at the Healthcare Security Summit, she left little doubt that manufacturers must secure their wares, but explained why some people seem to think it's voluntary. The guidance says on the top, contains non-binding recommendations. The assumption means that everything that's within the guidance is purely voluntary. Guidances for FDA provides the how-to in order for a manufacturer to meet the regulatory or statutory requirement. I need to say that again. It's the how-to. So that's the part of it that is a recommendation. It doesn't mean that it's optional whether one meets the statutory or regulatory requirement, but it's a method that's recommended, and this is based upon our current thinking. If the FDA has requirements to secure medical devices, why do many manufacturers continue to market products that lack appropriate security? Many top-tier manufacturers do produce secure products, but there are so many nascent startup and smaller companies that focus on the device's ability to do the job without a second thought to security. Panelist Stephen Tepler leads the electronic discovery and technology litigation practice at the Abbott Law Group. The basic thought is to get the product out and get it out, monetize it, get your funding, get your tiers of funding done, and exit. And anybody who says otherwise and, you know, from the Valley would be lying for the most part. The whole perspective is one of you're pushing out alpha or beta code in a way. And the problem with that is that it's not a small group of people who will all of a sudden find out that their iPad crashes and has a hexadecimal character appear instead of an I, which is what happened in, in the latest update to iOS 11. But you have perhaps tens of thousands of these devices that before you find out that there's a problem or that there was code that was issued 
that has either, either an embedded defect or, or an updated defect or a defect in the way in which it interacts with its environment, there'll be no controls over that. The question is, how do you manage the lower tier or the smaller tiers of manufacturers who are rushing to market? And that's where, where we hear concerns. When we return after this brief message, we'll hear the Chief Information Security Officer of one of America's most respected hospitals discuss the challenges he faces with medical devices that aren't secure. I don't want to paint too rosy of a picture because every day my team looks at devices that aren't secure. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. ISMG's 2018 global events will take place in over 100 cities across four continents. Don't miss the opportunity to meet with over 5,000 senior information security professionals and leading technology vendors from around the world to discuss the most pressing cybersecurity issues we face today. Visit events.ismg.io today. I'm back with my ISMG colleague, Healthcare Info Security Executive Editor, Marianne Kolbasak-McGee. Marianne moderated a panel on medical device security at the recent ISMG Healthcare Security Summit in New York. We've been listening and analyzing expert comments from the panel. Marianne, how are less secure medical devices having an impact on the users of these products, such as hospitals and physicians? They're causing big headaches. Take New York Presbyterian Hospital, one of the nation's largest and most respected medical centers with nearly 2,500 beds. Its chief information security officer is Jennings Oski, who spoke about the problems he had with one device manufacturer. Recently, I dealt with a device manufacturer, and the users have um, non-unique identities when they log in, so we can't really audit who's accessed it. There's no logs that are really generated where we can look at the behavior on the network. And I approached the the sales engineer and he said, well, you can configure a HIPAA mode, but you don't want to do that because the device kind of grinds to a halt and it doesn't really work. And I can put you in touch with the people in Boston who are in a hospital trying it. And, you know, and I said, stop, this is insulting. And now this may be an apocryphal story at some level, you know, and I I don't want to paint the manufacturers poorly. Because, again, Siemens is doing great stuff and the commitment from the CEO of GE's healthcare division. I mean, there's there's really positive energy. But, you know, we have 1,400 different device manufacturers, you know, at our hospital representing 72,000 medical devices. It's going to take a long time. There's going to be a runway to, to, you know, borrow Dale's um, phrase, to getting all these device manufacturers. You know, I think it's really important, all this that's happening, but I don't want to paint too rosy of a picture because every day my team looks at devices that aren't secure. And every single day there's devices that don't integrate with our accounts, that don't provide security logging, that don't encrypt, that don't get patched. There's a lot of risk there, but I think there's progress happening. I talk about this with my CEO, you know, pretty much every two weeks. I'm, I'm one of the few CISOs who meets their CEO to talk about security every two weeks. I'm very fortunate. This is topic number 1B or 1A every week. You know, where are we? What's happening? You're going to be on this panel with Dr. Schwartz. What's, what's, what's going to happen, you know, because we're really concerned about this. And unfortunately, not everyone's like Siemens, like really stepping up. Hopefully more vendors start doing that over the next year or so. Eric, it's not only the vendors to be blamed for unsecure medical devices. Believe it or not, some healthcare providers seek devices that aren't secure. Here's panelist David Nathans. He's product security officer at medical device maker Siemens Healthcare. One of our flagship products had a design requirement to specifically disallow passwords because a clinician requested it. 
And that clinician was in a country like Lithuania, but because that was the biggest hospital system in that country, it actually became a design requirement. Now, thankfully, Siemens was big enough to have product security officers reviewing all these design requirements and was able to rip that out. But that's what happens. It is a customer asking for a clinical functionality, cheaper, better, faster. And that's what medical device manufacturers do, is they build products that provide diagnosis or treat patients. And what we need to do is to figure out how to bolt on security to that at blazing speeds. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that any medical device manufacturer is perfect, not even Siemens. But the ones that get it, like Siemens, are trying really, really hard to change this tire on a car going 60 miles an hour. And that point, too. New York Presbyterian's Jennings Oski. You know, I look at my role... I get the part that clinicians can drive the lack of security in a product and push back. And clearly doctors push back on anything that tells them how to do their job, right? And so I've taken it upon myself to educate about the risks associated with lack of security sometimes in the design of a medical device or a web service, whatever it is. It's really critical. There's many people need to be educated here. I had a conversation with our chief of cardiology. We're bringing in these devices and he's like, we have to use these. They're the best device for this purpose. I'm like, great. The vendor never patches them. they don't integrate with our active directory of local accounts, went through the whole laundry list, and I had to explain to him the risk posed by this. And I said, I need you to work with me to push back on this vendor. You have to put your buying power and tell the, the manufacturer this has to be part of their roadmap. So we're trying to help with that. Yeah, and I'm very glad that you said that because it's absolutely a shared responsibility yeah. model. And it's not just in the purchasing, it's also in the deployment, where we as vendors need to work with you to make sure that you're going to have a secure deployment of a product that's meeting your security and risk needs. After monitoring this panel with these experts, what's your view of the near and long-term future of securing medical devices? It's a complex situation. Medical device makers need to stop viewing security features as options in their products and need to make security in the life cycle of these products a priority, especially because many of these products are part of expensive systems that are used for many, many years at healthcare provider organizations. And as we know, cyber threats keep evolving. But at the same time, healthcare entities need to educate their clinicians and their CEOs about why secure medical devices are essential. They need to put pressure on medical device makers to make sure these products are more secure, not less secure. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time.